0: to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know next to nothing about technology. And I'm Laura Melstein, and I know a little bit about technology. That's why each week we're talking to heavy hitters in the industry to help us break down these topics. Today, Laura, who are we talking to?
1: Well, Gabby, today we have Amy Jewers, founder and CEO of Edge Marketing. Amy has over 20 years of strategic marketing and global practice experience and offers a true consultative voice for her team and clients. Amy also serves on the leadership team of women in eDiscovery, heading up new international chapters. In addition, to that she is an ilta partner advisory council member edrm global council member and serves on her daughter's hockey
2: team board amy welcome to the show Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to hear more about your experience. But first, I kind of want to hear about this uh, hockey team board and just kind of more about Uh-oh. you uh, <laughs> specifically. And just kind of how can you just like tell us how you got into the uh, the industry? Sure. Um, well, hockey. I'm in Minnesota, so it's always fun.
2: Do I need to say more? No, I have two girls actually that played hockey together and one's in college now. And so she's done, but um, you know, it's just a way to get back to the community and to help out. And, and I'm not one to, um, to sit back and, and uh, I like helping doing community things, but anyways, um, how I got (laughs) into the industry (laughs) uh, it's, it's um, a quick story. So I actually started um, back in nineteen ninety seven, and I worked for a litigation support company called Quorum Litigation, and Quorum is the old paper discovery business. So we were in the process of in the in the late nineties, early two thousands, converting over. You know, e discovery was just essentially being born, you know, or getting getting its name right, and so. Um, back then I was a business analyst for the company but I did a little bit of marketing and and I really enjoyed the marketing a lot more than the business analyst work um, I was going for my MBA and that's kind of what attracted me to that job but anyways uh, the company was going through a major rebrand where we wanted to be known as the e-discovery company. They were launching an e-discovery re- um, document review software um, called eDocs, and, and this is, you know, way back and, and that name no longer exists. But anyhow, so that's kind of how I got into it. I, I just kind of stumbled into it because I was going for my MBA and the job sounded attractive and then marketing was even more attractive and whatever else. So then... Um, When I was in-house doing marketing for Quorum, we needed PR, and that's when I reached out to the agency that I now own. So I worked with the agency. I really enjoyed the people and the kind of work. I eventually left Quorum and began working for the agency in 2003 <clears throat> and then I took over the agency in 2006 and launched it as edge in 2007 I rebranded it from legal voiceless the original company name so um, that's uh, a little bit of history but at that same time back in 2006 seven I um, that's when i that's when e, women e-discovery was also launching the organization was launching and one of my clients wave software um robert and shauna childress at the time they were asking me if i wanted to start the minneapolis chapter of women in e, and i you know, I had a two-year-old baby, <laughs> two, four, six-year-old, you know, kids. I had just wow. taken over the company and I was rebranding it. And they were like, do you want to do this? And I said, um, you know, I've never... Been uh, um, a director of anything before? Really, I was a manager always. Um, and I said, you know, if you give me the tools to do it, I, I'll I'll do it. You got to help me though. <laughs> and Just so jumping that's in kind there, of, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So, um, and I'm really glad I did because still to this day, I'm involved in the organization and it's done amazing things for me over the years. So. Wow.
1: I mean that's a, I mean that's an impressive background. You you're really juggling a lot of different hats there. So out of all the different things with Ilta, Ediscovery, Edge, marketing, uh hockey as well, which uh what do you enjoy the most and what do you which one do you find the most challenging? And uh, and I'm sure that's probably a non-biased answer on your part.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm going to start with edge because I have an amazing team and I don't, I don't just say that. I mean, we are a very tight knit group. And um, the people that I work with that are part of my team are amazing. I don't have to worry about them. They've, they, they're professionals and they, they, you know, we've been together for 15 plus years. And so to me, that brings me a lot of joy. And as far as the volunteer work and the councils and boards, et cetera, I really what I really like about that is I get to meet these other amazing people that are very influential, they're very creative, they're entrepreneurs. Um, You know, the the people that I'm dealing with in terms of ILTA are other business partners, you know, heads of companies that have been in the industry for a long time or, you know, more on the startup side. And so just getting to meet all of these interesting people. And um, I think the biggest thing that keeps me going every day is that I'm never done learning. Um, I'm always learning (laughs) about new personalities, new technologies, um, new ways of uh, communicating with people, etc. And now, especially with Women at E today, um, Women at E Discovery, uh, my role is the international director of new chapters, so I'm talking to women all over the world and it's unbelievable how friendly and smart and open these people are. And it's just, it, it just is very exciting. So I'm still learning new things and that's, that's, um, that keeps me going too.
1: Amy, what's your favorite chapter of women in need
2: to. <laughs> um, Dublin. That's what I wanted to hear. There, wait, no, Minneapolis. No, wait. Uh. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. No, but, uh, you know, it, it's, um, it's a little funny because, before we started going global, Minneapolis kind of you know has a lot of members and it's a very strong chapter, but New York was too. So those two are kind of like contending for the top spot of who's you know um, who's the bigger, more powerful chapter. but um, but what's kind of interesting is that we all, in a way kind of work together and um, and we had our first national Women in E-meeting down in Austin, Texas in 2019. Um, And to get, I think it was close to 300 women all in the same room together that were just excited to have no barriers to conversation and networking and sharing our knowledge and renewing our, you know, our love for rediscovery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was just an amazing feeling. So, um, you know, I think the organization as a whole is, is my favorite. I have to just kind of say that to be, to be polite, but, um, <laughs> I do have a, I have a warm spot in my heart for Minneapolis because I started that chapter in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, but I also, you know, and I'm, I'm, um, Really excited about the opportunities from an international perspective too, and and for Edge, I've been trying to you know, making connections internationally as well with other agencies like mine. So it just kind of went hand in hand. So um, as yeah. those chapters grow, it's going to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean that actually, um, you know, kind of makes me curious as the person on the podcast who is. Less knowledgeable about technology and everything, you know. When I think of the tech industry, and I, you know, um, and in a lot of industries, really, uh, but you kind of think of it as being kind of more male dominated. Um, and so, when you see when you see organizations like Women in E, um, that just really makes me curious of how um, how it got built up. You said it was started in two thousand seven. Yes. So, yeah. So could you just uh, speak a little bit more about the history of that and how, kind of how you've seen it grow? You talked a little bit about that, but just expand on that a little bit more. Sure. Good question.
2: So there are three co-founders, Shauna Hoffman, Margaret Havinga, and Lana Shaw And they are the three women that back in 2006, five-ish, um, became really good industry friends. And they met up actually in D.C., Gabrielle, where you are, and they—they um, nice, they just perfect. started talking, <laughs> right? The epicenter. Um, yeah. They talked, They were just talking about how do we, how do we? They were a little frustrated, right, because of the male. There's just it's a male-dominated industry or has been and still is. There's stats out there that say that, and they were just trying to figure out how they could help each other get ahead. How they could help you know, leverage relationships, leverage knowledge and um, mentor or whatever it would be to help kind of break through those barriers. And so that's when the idea of Women in E was born. Well, they were just, you know, having conversations and meeting up regularly and and um, they decided to, to launch this organization. And the tagline is Women empowering women, and um, it's uh, it's definitely happening. So,
0: yeah. And just really quickly, um, what, how how global is it? Because you know, um, in the e discovery industry, you know, the different markets are kind of um, expanding. You would say. So, how, how is that? Is is women in e also keeping up in in, the, in that sense?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when we have um, things like GDPR, and um, different data privacy rules and regulations and guidelines by country in terms of e-discovery and technology. I think you know that that kind of separates us in a way. But as we know, corporations are global, and you know, up until COVID hit, there was just a huge increase in demand. At least from what I could see and feel, not only from my company's perspective, but my clients, which are the legal you know e-discovery service and technology providers that's a a portion of our clients um, they really wanted to expand globally they wanted to have offices and services in these different countries and how do we market there and how do we you know build our business there and so up until COVID there's there was just this this um, momentum if you will for e-discovery to be more you know Companies here in the states to be more global, and vice versa, and so um, Dublin's definitely a hot spot. Um, London's always been a hot spot, but it's just gone beyond Germany. Um, so right now, just off the top of my head, for. Um, women and Eve internationally. We just launched a Frankfurt chapter. There's probably going to be a second German chapter coming up here soon. Um, Dubai, um, India, Dublin, Tokyo, Santiago, wow. Chile. I mean, we
0: just, nice. um, there's just a <laughs> lot
2: of um, interest and momentum happening there. And so, uh, and I think you too, you see different um, organizations like Legal Week, Legal Tech, Legal Year, whatever you want to call it today, (laughs) Um, and ILTA and other organizations are, you know, they had that international momentum too, kind of up until COVID hit. So I think, you know, my prediction is that once travel starts um, opening back up again, that that momentum will pick right back up into full speed and we'll see much more activity in that regard.
1: Yeah, I think you might've mentioned that there was a Dublin chapter. Um, so shout out to that chapter, not biased by any means. It's a great yes, chapter. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you am. are. I am, I am, I am. I'll admit it, I'll admit it. Um, we will eventually be the best chapter, Dublin, stand up. Anyway, uh, obviously I am um, a fan of e-discovery and all things technology. And so I kind of like how you're intergrained in so many different pockets because I think it is one of those things that people, kind of pigeonhole you. Oh, e-discovery. And it's not just e-discovery. Even what you're doing with edge marketing is related to what you're doing with women in e-discovery and ILTA. And so can you kind of tie all of those things together for us a little bit?
2: Sure. Absolutely. So the way I see it is from, from an edge marketing standpoint, we want our clients to be successful. And so these these entities like Legal Week, like Ilta, like EDRM, um, I'm on the partner advisory or the Global Advisory Council for EDRM as well. Um, they are speaking to my clients' potential audience. So <laughs> it's an it's 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 a little selfish of me actually, and I'm saying this out loud, but that's okay. But it's selfish of me because I want to help our clients do the best that they can do and be successful in in growing their business but also what are what are our clients doing they're building software and solutions and services to help the legal industry solve the problem And so it's kind of a triangle between, you know, we're helping promote and market our clients' products and services to the legal professionals and our clients are solving problems for the legal professionals.
1: Interesting. And yeah, that all that makes sense. So do you see any upcoming trends um, when it comes to e-discovery, marketing, any of these? Is there anything, especially now where things have changed so much in 2021 alone, um, are there any anything that you think is coming around the corner? Is there anything that you would advise that we should maybe look out for or anything even that you might find concerning that that seems to be going on?
2: I think i'll start with the concerning part (laughs) which is um not death of in-person events but you know hybrid events Mm. becoming the norm and and in-person not happening for the last year and probably next six to nine months um definitely a lot of cutback and so it it eliminates the opportunity for people to do human relations kind of, you know, sales or marketing and and just problem solving. And yes, we all are on Zooms every day, all day. And we definitely experience Zoom burnout, and tech issues, and whatever else. But um, from a marketing perspective, the challenge has been over the last you know year ish, is how do people connect um, when you can't have those in-person events or coffee meetings, and you know taking them out to dinner or just um, getting all in a room and brainstorming kind of a thing. You know where where we're all working together and and having that human connection. So that's definitely been a challenge and you know the trends that we see happening in place of that are a lot of people are evaluating their website which is you know now even more important as a first impression when when someone's coming to you know look at you from a law firm perspective or from a legal vendor legal technology perspective that's your first impression and you only have a few seconds to get that person to stay and not bounce off of your website. And so uh, what we have helped our clients do is really just take a deep analytical look on that. What is that first impression? Like the visitor needs to know immediately I'm in the right place. These are my people. I need them. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they have the services or products that, that I need. And then also make it really easy for them to decide and act on what to do next, contact, download a form, whatever it would be. So um, website first impression. Also, we've seen a a movement toward doing more, putting more money toward investment, toward digital marketing, digital advertising, paid advertising. google adwords linkedin etc are definitely on the rise and you know if they're not spending their marketing budget on going to a legal tech that's going to cost them 20 to forty thousand dollars or whatever then you know they might have this extra budget and what are they going to do with how can they best use that so we're helping them um, solve that problem too
0: Yeah. And that actually brings me to my last question. Our last question before we let you go is, um, you know, kind of for people maybe starting out their careers or looking for career change or, you know, just generally interested in either marketing or e-discovery. what kind of advice would you give people who are maybe kind of getting started in that or interested? And it, it could be either one, You'd, mm-hmm. whichever one you want to uh, speak to.
2: Well, I'm going to go e-discovery because... Um, it's, it's important. And there are different certifications out there. There are software certifications that you can get. Um, you If you aren't sure if you want to do something like eDiscovery or cybersecurity, shadow somebody, <laughs> um, maybe just dabble in, in the work a little bit um, because it is a different environment. Legal is very finicky. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just, you know, if you think about a lawyer and a lawyer's perspective is they, they really focus on, on words and law and specifics, and they have to, because that's their job. And so when, when you are in that environment, it's a different environment and, um, and it's, it, it's exciting. And you read about Lawyers and law and legal and you know data breaches and things every day and so there's always something exciting happening. But um, think about certifications. Think about shadowing. Finding a mentor. Um, there are different kinds of um, uh, ways of getting a job. <laughs> so there's recruiters. There's plenty of recruiters and um, we've had some as clients as well. There are the EDRM launched a hub that. You can find jobs on LinkedIn. Obviously, is is you know, a, a pond too. You can dip in, in terms of finding different jobs and opportunities. Um, and then there's a couple other resources and links that um, we can provide after the fact. But it's there are definitely different areas within e-discovery that, you know, job boards, et cetera, that you can go to to find different opportunities. And, um, I think what people look for is experience and certifications and things of that nature. Um, and for marketing, it's, uh, what you need to understand is that this audience is a very specific audience. And I think what makes us so successful is that we understand this audience. And when we're writing content and doing campaigns, we are cognizant of that. And, um, uh, it's it's not an industry where I'd never forget. One time at a trade show, it was an ABA tech show, probably about five years ago, and um, there was a startup company there, and and they had silly hats with brains on them and ex- things exploding, and and I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, no, no don't do this. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, um, and, and, and and they aren't around anymore. I wonder why. No, but it, you know, so this you know, it's it's a different is a different industry. And um, it's a very highly respected and professional environment. And so um, if that's what you enjoy and love, then this is the place for you.
0: Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. I think we learned a lot about women in E uh, and and marketing and kind of what you are bringing to the table. So thank you so much uh, for your time. We really appreciate it.
2: Well, I'm so happy to be here, and you both are a delight, and I wish you both well, and Laura, let's get Dublin rocking. Oh <laughs> yeah. <it> is. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm with you. All right, and hopefully someday when, when we can travel again, I just can hardly wait. To go there and hang out with all of the fabulous members of Women in E. In yes, come join us. Uh, shout out <laughs> to the best uh, Women
1: in E chapter, non biased opinion, Devlin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you say Devlin? <laughs> no. Uh.
0: <laughs> so, Laura, we just talked to Amy Jewers, Women in E uh, extraordinaire. So, uh, you know, what what were your tech takeaways from that?
1: Well, first of all impressive how many hats she really is wearing. She's juggling a lot. CEO of Edge Marketing on the board with her hockey, her daughter's hockey team, Ilta eDiscovery. I mean, that's a lot. When does she have time in the day? Uh, So kudos to that. But also, um, mostly just uh, finding this to be a nice moment to again, shout out to the Women of E Discovery Dublin chapter. Um, I've heard so much about this Dublin chapter. It's it's an incredible chapter. If you (laughs) You haven't come to Dublin to see us, you should. If you're out there and you're thinking, I live in, yeah, if you're like, I live in Dublin, how come I'm not a part of this? Good question. Join us with the (laughs) Dublin chapter.
0: I actually liked learning more about Women in E. Um, You know, obviously, me kind of stepping into this as a newbie uh, didn't know that much. And honestly, it is really cool to hear about, um, you know, obviously tech being kind of more of a male dominated industry that women are kind of, you know, organizing, empowering each other, helping each other kind of grow in their careers. And that's always great to hear. And I'm glad it's happening in New Discovery.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. It, it's exciting because you do think technology as a whole tends to be male dominated. And so it is it's good to know that there are women out there that are saying, wait, we're in this as well. Um, and and it's, it's important because there are so many strong men and women that have such a great passion for e-discovery. And so to have so many different organizations that kind of can outline that and remind people there are other places to go is incredible.
0: Well, Laura, can you tell people where to go to find us, uh, you know, on social media? Of course, you can check us out at www.thattechpod.
1: You can also follow us, and you should, on LinkedIn at ThatTechpod. If you have any questions for us, if you want to be on our show, if you know anyone that wants to be on our show, if you would like to tell us how great our show is or any negative opinions that we may not want to hear, please feel free to reach out to us directly at thattechpod
0: at gmail.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating uh, if you so choose uh, and also give us a review. It helps the algorithm. It helps people find us. So, you know, if you're looking for ways to help, that's one of them.
1: If you're looking for other ways to help, feel free to reach out to us as we are considering accepting sponsorships at this time. Just kidding. We're not interested in any sponsorships unless you're willing to pay us.